Welcome to another edition of Relationship Monday. I am your relationship coach and your Relationship Monday host, Monty Weatherall. We have a great show that's lined up for you tonight. We're going to be talking about relationship hot topic, hot, hot topics, hot relationship topics. We have two wonderful guests. We have they're both veterans of Relationship Monday. They're going to be coming on in a little bit. As usual with Be Live, we having some connection issues with one of them. One of them is in the lobby. They're waiting patiently to uh, come on into the room and talk with us tonight. Man, what have you guys been up to? It has been uh, wow, two weeks since we've uh, done a Relationship Monday show because, well, for one week, I had some out-of-town ministry business to take care of. Uh, I was out of town and uh, doing that for my wonderful book, uh, Taking My Life Back, Thriving After the Trauma of Childhood Sexual Abuse. I was uh, ministering with that to a wonderful folks in Freeport, Illinois, one of the last cities before you get to Wisconsin. So I was way, way, way up north. And uh, so had a great time with them. And then, of course, it was the holiday season. And so we took a week off to celebrate the holidays. But we are back. We are back. Now, I want you guys to begin to share this video already. I see we only have 14 folks. You know, that's the thing about taking two weeks off. You know, you kind of lose your momentum because really what I would like to do is I would like to take some time off for the summer, just going to summer hiatus and kind of book all of our shows in advance. What what we're doing now is we're booking a lot of the shows in advance and uh, we're, we're going that way. So <laughs> it's, it's been a lot going on. You see, I have the question. Uh, you can give us a call here at 618-230-3839, 618-230-3839. We're going to be taking your live phone calls tonight on this very special very special relationship Monday. I tell you, I was looking forward to this one, man, because about three, three or four weeks ago, I got in touch with these wonderful queens. They're both veterans of Relationship Monday. And uh, <laughs> I had them come on because I wanted to, I didn't want to deal with one specific topic. There are so many things out there that I have been wanting to talk about. And so I said, the best way I can do it is to bring some women on. And as you hear the music playing in the background, I just wanted to, I just wanted to all be all ladies night. I didn't want no brothers on here. <laughs> I wanted all the queens to be in the house to help me navigate this wonderful show. And so that's what's going on. And, you know, and we got some great shows that's lined up for you. Everybody go ahead and share this video now. We want to get those numbers up before I bring them on because I want to let them speak to the audience that they have been called to speak to. Um, so go ahead and share this video. Tell your friends about it. Simply hit share. But I'm so excited to be back again. We have been off. Oh, my goodness. We've been off two weeks. And but in those two weeks, I still been working behind the scenes on Relationship Monday. We got some great shows that's coming up in the future. I'll be talking about those a little bit later. We got a show coming up called Chronicles of an Ex-Player. Yes, we got an ex-player that's going to be on here next week. Uh, gonna, I'm going to sit down with him. It's going to be he and I and, and my audience. And we're going to be talking about showing you how to recognize player behavior and run uh, as far as you can or deal with it accordingly. Also, we're going to have a show coming up called Sexless Marriages. We're going to look at so many marriages out there. How are you going to be married and celibate? I don't understand that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to be married and celibate. You're supposed to be celibate single when you're married. You're supposed to have sex. Uh, you know, that's all right. So we're going to have a we're going to have a sex therapist, a, a, a certified sexual therapist coming up talking about sexless marriages. And then we're going to have a couple that we're, we're efforting now. We're in negotiations with them now. They were actually on OWNS, on Oprah's Black Love, this last episode three. And they're going to be talking about uh, healing after a divorce. So we got it going on. Now, you know, this show is nothing without you, your shares. It is nothing without you sharing this and telling people about us and participating. All you have to do is to participate is do what uh, Calandra did here and just say and just put your comment and I will put it on the screen. That's right, Calandra. It is ladies night. That's the jam, ain't it? Amen. Even the dudes, dudes don't want to dance too hard because you know <laughs> it's for the ladies. But uh it is ladies night. So the ladies gonna help me get it going on tonight. All right. So here's what we're gonna do. 
with ladies night. I'm going to bring these ladies up tonight. We have two queens ready to rock and roll. I'm going to bring the first queen up. She is a veteran of Relationship Monday. Happens to be one of my best female friends in the whole wide world. Let's welcome everybody. Show some love for Tyler D. Roy. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. This next person. Now, when I said ladies night, I was like, I know who else I'm going to reach out to. And now I got to tell you, these women are bold. They're brilliant. I, I, I tried to get a nice little dainty church lady in here to kind of balance it off, but I couldn't work <laughs> out the schedule. <laughs> so I said, Lord, I guess you want to have the bold, bodacious women on tonight, on ladies night. Let's welcome back a veteran of Relationship Monday, Anna Nicole Lacey. Hey, Anna, how you doing? Hello, hello, hello. I was, I was, I was working hard, man. I was trying to find, can I get the kind of, you know, you know, just cut the purity of the realness just a little bit, man. You you know what you know what Anna Nicole said before we got started. Oh yeah, exactly. We we need our notes so we can keep it clean. I, tell, I had a nice church lady y'all ready to go, but she had to be out of town for business. So, But uh, you guys are veterans. We're going to have a good show. Hey, here's what we're going to do. I want everybody now to get your notebooks ready. We have nine topics that we're going to cover over the next hour on Ladies Night. We got Cooling the Game bumping in the background. I'm going to turn them down and off in a minute. But again, we have 47 viewers on. We want you guys to share this video tonight. We have a segment on Relationship Monday entitled before we get started now before i do that i almost forgot something as i always do i have a 25 dollars visa gift card here ready to give away what you have to do is simply call in tonight the, the caller with the best question that's going to ask these ladies your question tonight you're going to get a 25 dollars gift card that's at 230-3839 that's 618-230-3839 all right queens are you guys ready without further ado Indeed, indeed. All right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So what we want to do is we have two wonderful questions that I want to play from our, our audience that was watching before and that before we went on live and they sent some prearranged questions and I want to send them to you guys. Here is the first one. And I believe this one is coming from California. Hi, my name is Lynette, and I'm from California. I was calling because um, I have a question. My question is, okay, as a saved um, young woman in um, in this dating season and this dating era, and you met someone that was in the church, and they um, told you, you know, some things about them, and you started dating, and they started uncovering different signs and different things about them that... Um, were not godly and they were not, not Christ-like, but you still love that person, um, but you just didn't love what they did. However, as the time went on and you guys began to date, um, they stopped coming to church with you, they stopped, um, and they started drinking, they started, you know, just doing things opposite of the will of God. How do you cut off that relationship without um, severing their time? All right, so did you guys hear that question? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, everybody cut off the relationship with yeah. the guy who ain't who he said he was. Yeah, and, she, and <laughs> yeah. she's like, with, I think she's like, without severing the tie, and I think that's when it cut off. Uh, okay. and, I, and I'm going to throw it over to you, Queen, and then Tyler, I want you to come up the rear. So this guy isn't who he said he was. How you cut that out? And for some reason, she want to keep the tie there. So what do you say to that, Anna? So first of all, you got to be honest with yourself. So why do you want to keep a tie with somebody who you don't feel is equally yoked to you or who you feel has deceived you? That's a deeper question. It's not about him. It's about yourself. Why do you want to be involved with somebody who sold you something that they were not? (laughs) First of all. Second of all, if he's not who he says he is, then you need to let him go and figure out who he is or or decide if you want to be with who this new person is that has showed up. It's not that complicated. Not at all. (laughs) Tyler D., what do you say, Queen? Um, I'm just inclined to want to know if he's dishonest about something. We need to keep in mind that when we first initially start dating somebody, we're dating their representative anyway. 
So, you know, I would be inclined or curious to know if he's dishonest about that, what else is he being what else is he subject to be dishonest about? And again, I have to agree with, with, with my sister Anna Nicole, which is, you know, the question the bigger question is why do you feel obligated or why you why are you even entertaining the possibility of being with somebody who's already shown you blatant disregard? It's just you know, of course we have to give people the benefit of the doubt, but again, you know, it's it's kind of like what else are you setting yourself up for? Because the minute you start accepting that from the beginning, you set the precedent for what's okay. I, I totally agree. I, you know, and th- that question was so, so straightforward, wasn't it, Queens? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was just so straightforward. If the guy has a, you know, if he's lying to you now, you know, I mean, what else is behind that mm-hmm. corner? And, and like, like Anna Nicole said, why, you know, if he's, if he's already deceiving now, I mean, what, what is there to really, try to keep I don't understand you know if you lie now and and, and really and, and and play the con artist now I don't understand what you're trying to hold on to uh wh- one of your basic core values for relationships has to be honesty, honesty. You, you know Tyler says something that that is that is so true I believe it anyway a lot of people don't believe that but I do Anna she said that you know, when we're dating in the beginning, and I say the first six months, you're meeting somebody's representative anyway. And I'm saying on average, some people can cut the corners in about two or three months and get to the real deal. But we understand you're dating a representative, but that don't mean you just blatantly lie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It should be your representative, not the past representative. <laughs> exactly. 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 All right. So here we go. Uh, somebody said this. This is what Tina said. Uh, Tina says when she's speaking of soul tie, because a lot of people stay because the sex is good, is not so much that the person is the sex. All right, Tina, speaking of that, I'm going to put them on hold because Tina, you jump right in to the next question that came from a member of our Facebook audience. Check this out. Hi, my name is Lynette and I'm from California. I was calling because um, I have a question. My question is, okay, as a saved um, young woman. That's the first question, Pastor. In, um, is it? That's the first in question. Dating season no. and his dating era. Yes. And yes. I'm sorry. Thank you. Hi, Pastor Monty. There we My go. question for the evening um, would give towards question number three. Um, can you remain in a relationship with someone that is um, a multiple time cheater? Um, I want to know is, 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 do we remain in these relationships? because of soul ties, like, because if a person, um, you know, that is wrong to be cheated on and we're still staying along with this, these people, um, is it because of soul ties? Are we like somehow connected to being cheated on and keep going through the same thing because of that reason? So that will be my question of the night. Um, if, if we are dealing with someone who is a multiple time cheater, is it because of a soul tie? Tyler, she, she asked the question. It's funny, Tina put the word soul tie up there. I'm going to throw it to Tyler and then Anna Nicole to you. When you're dealing with a person that's cheater, now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give one caveat. We don't want to talk too much about that question because we're going to get into that a little later in the show. But basically, are you is a person staying with a cheater because there's a soul tie? Uh, and I know all of us are familiar with soul ties. What say you, uh, Queen Tyler? Um, first of all, I think the operative word in there is multiple time cheater. Um an indiscretion on one occasion, that's that's a mistake. If it becomes habitual, that's a choice. And I don't know about other people, but my soul ain't tied to nobody who repeatedly hurts, betrays me, dishonors me, and and, and uh, negates all of the, the, the important things of a marriage. So my soul, my soul ain't tied to nobody like that. So in, in my question or my, my answer to that would be, I don't, I think sometimes we use the term soul tie too loosely. You know what I mean? We use it to, to justify or to almost give give excuse as to why we don't want to sever a relationship with somebody. It just sounds better to say, well, maybe I have a soul tie with this person. I'm here to tell you, I don't know and I don't condone the notion that somebody who repeatedly defies all of the important things in my relationship, they don't have my soul or anything else about me in, in, in their best interest. So no, nah, I don't I don't see an issue with maintaining and I don't see a problem. I think it becomes a matter of you having to feel 
worthy or you having to feel that you're more deserving for you to finally have the unction to go ahead and, okay. and sever those ties. But quit calling those soul ties because somebody that's repeatedly doing that to you is not tied to your soul at all. Anna, what say you? I saw you clap and jump in, Queen. So I couldn't hear Tyler originally, so I had to find my headphones because I knew she was giving us a word. I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> with everything she just said. That has nothing to do with a soul tie. That is to do with your broken soul. That's nothing Ooh. to do with you being connected to somebody else. That is about you being sad, you being depressed, you feeling unworthy of anything other than what you are receiving. That's nothing to do with being a soul tied to anybody else but your own demons. You know, that's, you know, I, 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 I'm somewhere in the middle and in, in agreement with both of you guys. But, you know, I think, Anna, you said it because that's what came to my mind. In, in, in agreement with everything you're saying, Ty, but that came, that came, what came to my mind was there is a soul tie, but what you're missing is tied to your broken soul. That 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 sub, that part of you that that what I call that sub soul is really your subconscious. Mm-hmm. That part of you that's broken that mm-hmm. that that does not see yourself as worthy enough. That that because because it's not about see when you have a multiple cheater. First of all, any person that's a multiple cheater, they're broken. And then let's let's put it on the surface here. If if a guy is mul- it's ladies' night, so we're talking about the guys. If a guy is a multiple cheater, well, you got to face a fact. He don't want to be in a relationship, no way. He ain't and in a relationship. <laughs> right, right, right. You in a relationship? You in one? He ain't. But you know what? We, we all in a relationship. In, in situations like that, there's always that 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 broken soul that feels like if I'm if I give him enough, I know he's a multiple Ooh. cheater. If I give him enough, if I'm loving enough, if I'm devoted enough, if I'm caring enough, if I'm catering enough, if I'm sexing him good enough, that that's gonna change. When what has happened is he's a multiple cheater because there's something broken within him. There's something amiss within him within him that I don't care how great your sex is, that's not gonna fix it. Right. It's, and, that, and exactly, Ty. It's something broken within him. And then it's something broken within you that keeps putting that up with it. And, and which brings us which brings us to a point that everybody got to understand. Brokenness attracts brokenness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you really you really had a you really had a magnet turned on that attracted mm-hmm. him to you. But forget all that. Let's go with what both of the sisters said and what the people that's a part of our family that's standing in the audience. Cut that joke loose. Don't 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 use the words. See, here, and here's what the sisters are saying that I heard, both of them. See, when you start giving power to words like soul ties, mm. stuff like that ends up keeping you in a relationship longer than you're supposed to be in there. Well, you know, it's a soul tie. That's why I can't get out. No, just get your butt out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that, that's, the, that's the thing. And so we do believe in soul ties, but don't use that. In the, you give power to that word, which mm-hmm. keeps you in it another year longer than you're supposed to be in it. Mm-hmm. You guys, sisters, agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So it is ladies night. We're talking hot topics. Oh man. We getting ready. I got to set some things up. We're getting ready for these wonderful topics. We got nine hot topics audience uh, with these two Queens and they are going to be on here and just giving it to us raw and uncut. As you see already, I couldn't think thought of, I couldn't thought of two better people to do it other than the, the church lady that I wanted on here. That, <laughs> that couldn't have been on here. All right. Here we go. We're talking about relationship hot topics. I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, Tyler, I started with you last time. I'm going to jump in with uh, Anna Nicole. Are you ready? Yes, I'm okay. ready. Here we go. You know, she stay ready, Pastor Mike. So, she stay ready. Doesn't she bring she it up? Here's the first question. <laughs> Let's get it going. Anna, you know, I discovered something, uh, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of out there. Statistically speaking, women are now the dominant uh, gender, especially African-American women, in terms of being entrepreneur. They're the most, the, the fastest rising group of entrepreneurs. And so I begin to think about that. And it's, this is not a color thing. I just thought about this question in terms of, women being so wonderfully educated now, making so much money now. My question I want to have for you to kick it off tonight is, would you marry a man who made less money than you? What say you, Anna? Yes. Money equity is not an issue because we are statistically rising faster. We are statistically the most educated. We're going to make, we're going to out-earn. We're already out-earning more than our counterparts. 
what is a deal breaker for me is your ambition has to match my ambition. I would much rather be married to a man that makes 50000 and knows he's got a million more dollars in his head that he ain't figured out how to get out than to be married to a man that has a million dollars and thinks that he's comfortable and that's the end of the world. You just got to be ambitious. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's good. <laughs> Tyler? I love I love that Anna Nicole. I I'm I'm telling you, I love it. I I I have to say this. I'm so grateful to be amongst some great people that I think that I think comparable to me because that's 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 some good stuff there. <laughs> but let me, let, let me tell you this. It is absolutely I have no qualms whatsoever about a man making less than me. I would rather my my issue is this, of course the ambition, but I also I would rather be linked with a man who is a good steward over twenty five or thirty thousand dollars than a man who just jacks off one hundred and fifty or two hundred thousand dollars? I I I like a man who's a good steward and respond and fiscally and financially responsible. So if you make thirty forty thousand dollars and you're good with it, you I mean you know how to be responsible, you know how to to be uh financially savvy with it. I'm okay with that. I, I'm also a proponent of ambition. Your hustle got to match my hustle. You know what I mean? And, and 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 it's not to say you know part of it is you know I like nice things and I, I like to be with people you know I want to be aligned with people who, who equally like some of the same things that I do and in order for us to be able to uh, to afford those kind of things I need you to be able to, to I need you to be equal equal to some degree so even if we don't make the same amount there still needs to be equal contribution and I need to feel that you are equally as invested in terms of ambition in terms of getting out there to get it in terms of making a way in terms of uh, coming up with new ideas and 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 also be being a source of support for me and my ambition. So, no, it doesn't bother me if you make less money, but I do need to know that you have some goals and ambitions and that you know how to manage whatever it is that you do make. I mean, you guys, you, you queens, you, you you really, I mean, summed it up. Uh, I want to add one, just one extra word uh, in addition to ambition. I think a man should be a man that chases purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and when you add purpose to ambition, uh, I think is what, what you guys are saying. You'll be worth $10 million on the inside. Mm-hmm. And when you start adding purpose and chasing purpose with that ambition, what's in you has to come out of you. Absolutely. And, and so women, I, I want you to hear these queens. And I want to start off with this because I, I kind of, I knew they were mature enough and, and, uh, and, and enlightened enough to see that there's nothing wrong with dating a man that makes, you know, less than you. But 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 it's it's what he's bringing to the table in terms of ambition and purpose, Absolutely. and is he chasing destiny? Because when you do that, you know he's gonna that's gonna eventually catch up. And if it never and it, and here's the thing, if it never catches up to your salary, when he's ambitious, and my word is when he's walking in purpose, you know, mm-hmm. then then that's okay, that's okay. You know, uh, I, I met a man once that's that's that that's a baker. Uh, and this is when, you know, this was before, let's go back to the 80s and the 90s, right? So this is before all the microwave stuff, but he would bake donuts and cakes. And one thing he said, and his wife was an RN. She made considerably more money than he did. And he taught me something. He says, young man, but let me tell you something. He says, uh, I'm doing what I love to do. I love to decorate a cake. He said, now let me let, now let, he said, let, me let you know. He said, I hold it down over here. I pay for this house. It's paid for on mm-hmm. baking donuts. I pay for these cars. They're paid for on baking donuts. But I'm glad my wife, I let her run. But this is what I enjoy, enjoy mm-hmm. doing. You know, he said, and he says, you know, and I'm thinking, why don't you even run the bakery? But he, he's, I'm not a business owner. I love decorating Absolutely. and baking cakes. That's what I feel like God put me on this earth to do. I couldn't even argue with that anymore. And you know what, can I, I want to piggyback it and I want to say something else too. You know, a man's salary is not as important to me as his characteristics of being the head worthy of being the head of a household mm. because I'm I, I, in antiquity. We had my grandfathers and things like they, they were janitors, you know, they were laborers. They were, you know, they were, they were like, you know, they, they had labor jobs, you know, what would be considered menial jobs, but they were still excellent providers. They were still, they still had characteristics demonstrative of somebody who was worthy to be called le- head of a household. They were still leaders regardless of, of what they made. So, a person's a man's salary that's not as nearly as important to me as to what he demonstrates to me in terms of how well he can lead our household. I love it. Anna, did you want to come back with something? I love it. 
No, I think she made an excellent point. It's not about the money. Men think that security and provision is about a dollar amount. It is not. It is about a spirit of are you going to take yes. care of me if you have $10 left? I want to know that you're going to be okay with making sure I get at least five things off the dollar menu. <laughs> like It's not about <laughs> we ain't got to eat steak every day. That is not the point. The point of the matter is that we have to be in a place where I know that if I need something, you're going to give it to me. If you don't have it, you're going to find a way to go you're get gonna it. You're going to find a way to get it. You're, you're going to go get it. it. That's it. That's Period. it. That's all. The rest Period. don't even matter. That's you're going to find a way to get it. You know, I, I, I think brothers who are out there and who are watching and who's going to watch his own playback, you know, I think, you know, what I hear the sisters saying is just be a man. It, it don't matter about the money. We, be just be is what I always say. My my those who closest to me know I say these words all the time. Be a doggone man. That's <laughs> you know exactly. that, that's all that, that the sisters are concerned about. Just handle your business. You know don't 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 be concerned about the dollar amount. You know have ambition, have drive, and and women and then the women that's on on here tonight and the women that's watching this they can see through. A man that's not chasing purpose and who and who's not ambitious. So that's good. All right, number two, ladies' night, ladies' night. Number two. So there's there's some men out there, you know, who love their mama, and I and I <laughs> and I'm talking to two queens who have sons. These men, they love their mama. Could you date or marry a man who was a mama's boy who was always like my mama said, my mama said. Could you date a marry a man who's a mama's boy? Go, <laughs> go, uh, go, Tyler. <laughs> is, is it on me? It's on you. Been there, done that. Bought a t-shirt. I was married to somebody who 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 is by all means a mama's boy. However, here here was the interesting part of that. I never felt. I never felt that his relationship with his mother trumped me. I never, you know, I, now there were times where I did feel like, look, you need, you need to set some boundaries and some parameters. And there were some, some very uh, 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 candid conversations that we, that we had to have. But what I did was I had to relay those things to him to fix. You know what I mean? And, and, and it can be problematic, but I think with the saving grace, for us was that I had such a close relationship with his mother that I was able to kind of, I was able to kind of table a lot of the things too, because of our relationship. Now, had we had a strange relationship, you know, me and his mother, Oh, it would, it would, it would have been horrible. It would have been horrific because there were no clear boundaries. And there were lots of times where I, you know, where I had to say to him, I need you to remember, you know, that you have a wife now. But again, our relationship, me and his mother's relationship, was able to kind of temper that a little bit. <laughs> but I, it can, I can see how it can be extremely pro problematic, especially if the woman is not assertive enough, or the man is not receptive enough, or assertive enough to set those boundaries with his mother. If he won't give her have have that conversation with her, if he won't say to her, "Mama, you got to stay in your lane." If he won't say to her, "Mama, this is our home, and I'll see you when I see you," but there are certain boundaries that you cannot cross. This is my wife, who I chose. I didn't choose you, but I chose my wife. And if he won't set those parameters and boundaries, then y'all gonna have a lot of issues. Oh, that's a lot. You said a lot there, uh, Anna Nicole Lacey. What do you what what say you queen? Would you date a would you date or marry a man that's a mama's boy always? Well, you know my mama said when I was growing up, my mama did and my mama cooking and my mama. <laughs> well, I got the same t-shirt Tyler got. So <laughs> you got the same uh, one. I got the same t-shirt you have. I was married oh. to a mama's boy, but I think the relationship with the mother is the same. So that's that's a very interesting dynamic. So my mother-in-law always called me very strong willed right? She was like, he's the most independent person I ever met. <laughs> because initially she wanted to come in and treat me like her, you know, like she treated her children. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have a mother, so I don't need mothering in that way. What I mm -hmm. needed was something different from her. And so it took us a few years to negotiate and navigate what she had to give me and what I was, what I had to give her. And so, mm -hmm. um, it, that's a difficult, you know, that's kind of difficult terrain to navigate. But mm -hmm. if you have a good relationship with the mother-in-law, I think you can assert yourself. I'm not a real bashful mm -hmm. person. I don't know if y'all noticed, but <laughs> <laughs> you assert yourself and put up some boundaries and go on about life. But if we did not have that kind of relationship, I don't think that would have worked. Mm -hmm. what I, about can I can certainly see how women 
who have who marry men like that that have a strange relationship with their mother-in-law i can see how that's extremely problematic i can i really Absolutely. can but again yeah it, it, it is and, and a lot of times it the demise of the relationship is simply because the the man doesn't want to let go he doesn't want to set those parameters and it's not your it's not your responsibility as the as the wife to try and and and, and never you know and try to set those boundaries it's his responsibility that's Absolutely. good. You know, that, that's that's so good. You know, I want to ask the, the student, the audience there that's listening to us here on Facebook Live. Would you date or marry a man that's a mama's boy? That's uh, what, what say you uh, that's always saying my mama said this. My mama said that. All right. We're 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 at eight o'clock. Can you believe sisters? We're almost 30 minutes is going to be over in 29 minutes. I cannot believe that we're, we we may not have time for phone calls. If you want to try to give us a call and call in our line, you can give us a call at two, three, zero, three, eight, three, nine. That's six, one, eight. Two three zero three eight three nine. All right, so we are we're on number three now of nine questions. So let's kind of roll through them. I want to get all of these in. All right, it's eight oh one. Here's what I'm going to ask all of you uh, viewers to do tonight. And remember, you can always delete this off your page when Relationship Monday is over. But I'm asking everybody tonight to please share this video. Let's double this. It's sixty five. Let's take it up to one thirty. Let's double this right now. If everybody would share it, I need all of you to share it. I think hundreds of people should be watching these ladies on Ladies Night tonight. All right, number three. We kind of dealt with this a little earlier. We were talking uh, from a when we had a voicemail question. But um, Tyler, is there any circumstance? Could you see yourself under any circumstance reconciling with someone who cheated on you? A single incident or multiple? Because I thought I thought that the question was her question was multiple times. Her question was multiple times. I just said I'm I'm going to give you, I'm going to let you be the I'm going to let you be the judge and jury. How do you want to answer that question? Okay, I think we got stopped up there. What what, what about you, Anna? Tyler, you probably log out and log back in. No. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm all for forgiveness. I'm all for people making mistakes. I'm all for growing. Um, but at 35 plus years old, that's not a mistake. That's a yeah. choice that you make. If you decide to be in a relationship with somebody and then you decide to do something other than what you committed to do, that's a deal breaker. Absolutely. Um, I think that women in particular find themselves broken and uh, feeling depressed and unworthy of anything different when we start to settle for somebody repeatedly breaking our hearts. You let somebody break your heart enough, he will eventually break your spirit. And mm. so I'm not ever going to be in a place or a position where I allow somebody to break my spirit. Just not going right. to happen. No, I no, think I'm too dope. No, <laughs> amen. And I love, I love that high self-esteem. You know, Queen, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm that I understood you correctly. Uh, so are you talking about even if it's one, one, one instance for you in your law, for one instance of cheating, you, you said that's a deal breaker for you? At this point in my life, absolutely. Okay, and and that's fair, you know, and that that's very fair. Tyler, what says you, Queen? Okay, I, I I try very hard not to deal in complete absolutes, and I would be a complete liar if I sat here and I said that I've never, you know, taken some back after uh, uh, after there there was some infidelity. I, I would be lying. Not A lot different. I don't deal in absolutes because I, I I would be more inclined if it was a single incident back in the day. If there was a single isolated incident of infidelity, um, I believe that people make mistakes, men and women. So I would be more curious to know what were the what were what, what were the flaws or the conditions of the relationship that caused that that impasse where somebody felt the need to step out. And then from that point, based on that, I would make a determination as to how we were going to proceed going forward. If I was going to be amenable to it, if it was a single isolated incident or, or and, and, and depending on the circumstances back then. Now it's a totally different. I feel like if I'm if I can be faithful, if I can respect the boundaries, if I'm doing all that I know to do. Uh, within the realm of this relationship, especially when it comes to communication, if I'm doing what everything that I know to do, everything that you've communicated to me uh, that you want in the relationship, yet you still feel the need to venture out, I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle. So why would I stay around? In terms of multiple cheating, for what? Yeah. You know what? Are you, what? Are you, you know, you've demonstrated that I am, in your eyes, I'm not sufficient enough. Yeah. 
You know, if you're going to continue to do it, you've yeah. demonstrated, you've proven to me that I'm not sufficient enough. You've proven to me that no matter what I do, it's not going to be enough. And your brokenness is something that even my fidelity and even my loyalty and even my dedication is not going to remedy for you. So there, I have no, I have nothing to assure me that it's not going to happen again. So in the case of a, of a multiple time cheater, that's not, that's not, it's not even a discussion. That's one absolute, absolutely not. See you later. You know, uh, Brittany Dix has asked a question and uh, she, uh, she says, and, and and Tyler, you're right. Great. Not you're right on. Great, great uh, explanation from your standpoint. And uh, Brittany asked the question, what constitutes cheating? Does it have to be physical? What about, you know, we counselors understand a term called emotional adultery. Emotional to, cheating. To, to me, emotional cheating is the worst form to me. Because I'd rather, that- I'd rather a person have <laughs> one physical you know, I, I don't want I don't want you to cheat on me at all. Exactly. But in, in the event it's inevitable, I'd rather you have one physical affair on me than I rather whether you have a hundred physical affairs on me than one emotional affair. Well, uh, what says you, Anna, to that? What about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think the emotional cheating is really devastating because that's one of those things that kind of kills your spirit, right? Because you're always mm-hmm. trying to figure out what you did wrong compared to what this other person has to offer and why they picking her when instead of you. And you get into this repetitive cycle of competing Absolutely. for a spot that don't exist for neither one of y'all, really. Because <laughs> if it exists for either one of y'all, he would have picked her and made her his woman and he wouldn't be dealing and doing all this other stuff. Yeah. So, no, any, any, anything outside of the conversation that we've had and we have committed to you step outside of those very clear clear crisp lines we are done you know i, I just want to say this uh, first of all thank you queens for giving us your wonderful and your personal opinion and your personal laws for you right uh because i know there are some people you know here that kind of feel differently whether emotional or physical uh and i just want to say this this on, on this part that you can't overcome an affair. You can't overcome adultery. In fact, again, we're going to have a couple on. We're, we're, we're efforting them now. They were on uh, episode three of season two of Owns Black Love. And they're, we're going to be talking about healing after an affair. You can recover. And I've seen couples time and time again come back better than ever. Now they had they, it, it took a lot of work. It took mm-hmm. a lot of trust building. But biblically, <laughs> the Bible gives us an okay to divorce, to separate after adultery. So how these women feel about for in terms of their own personal, I mean, they're still right in line with what God's word says. It's really up to you and what you know you can handle. I've heard a wonderful woman, again, mature, professional, emotionally stable, say, hey, if my husband, she's probably watching now, if my husband did that to me, I know I couldn't come back from that because I'll never let him live that down. I know me. <laughs> And so mm-hmm. why why torture both of us for the rest of our days together mm-hmm. and try to fix something when I know I can't get over that. So I love you, your queen's answer. It, it was very right on point. And, you know, I, I say this and this is what I live by when I was young, especially being a man, because here's what I know. And this is a whole nother relationship Monday topic. Men's ego and mind. We're much more fragile than y'all. We cannot imagine a, a, our woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that y'all know that is like mind blowing. We cannot mm-hmm. imagine that uh, our woman stepping out on us. And I used to say when I was younger, uh, no, I couldn't come back from that because I know me. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if my my even my even my back then I knew my insecurities couldn't stand under the weight of that. I couldn't come back from that if I knew that. Now at forty five, I think I would say. Um, I don't know what, what situation, especially, you know, I don't know what situation I, I don't know what I would do until I'm in that situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not as closed on it, but I do know <laughs> men like, like, and that, this is what uh, Natalia said. She said, let us cheat. <laughs> men can't handle it. I'm telling you, I, it, I you know, I tell you, I, I had a man one time years ago, I was counseling. He had uh, cheated on his, on his, on his woman. And I said, uh, I didn't even get the question out of my mouth. I said, so would you, uh, for, no, I would know it's over. <laughs> oh, I'm just, like, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. I, could, I, I, I can't come hear on, you. That's how we do it. Come on, talk. Uh-uh. But I, I got to show this is really funny. And I, I, if, if, if folks are watching, they might know the story. But I remember, you know, 
when I was married, I'm gonna put it out. I thought I wrote a book about it. I remember when I was married, my husband kind of had his own little stuff going on, you know, that I, I became privy to, and I was ready, you know, to chuck the deuces. I kid y'all not, towards the very, very end, I think I may have gone out somewhere and exchanged phone numbers with somebody. I, that's it. <laughs> exchange phone numbers. When I tell you, the moment he found out I had ex- only exchanged phone numbers. <laughs> I had I got out of a meeting one day. I had about 70 missed calls. My brother from Atlanta done called. The guy that whose phone number is done was done called. My mother-in-law done called. 30 other people done called. Please, whatever you do, talk to me before you talk to Trey. You know what I mean? It was kind of like this is phone number. You know what I mean? You, this dude that did everything under the sun, but I didn't exchange phone numbers. And this, you know, it's 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 World War Three about to jump off. So you are absolutely right. Absolutely right. Brothers can't brothers hey, and that's why the brothers on here laughing. That's in, that's watching us today. They know brothers can't they we can't handle that. It's just I know I know it's conditioning from society, all mm-hmm. of that. But don't ever the, the male ego is way more fragile than the female ego. Man, we, look, man, we can't because I, I was watching Greenleaf the first season, and 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 I remember you know the guy was there was something going on with the lady who wanted to go out and commit adultery, and he's like, no, because you're mine. And I remember telling Kim, I was like, that's how men feel. Like it's wrong. I don't care how much they cheat, but brothers feel like, but you belong to me. You my wife. Wow. <laughs> and, and they brothers can't handle that. That that's just something that's mind blowing. All right. It's 812. Man, time is rolling. We we're not even halfway done yet. This I told you these are great topics, but let's get through them. All right. So we got people out there that's dating. And you know, we have this whole thing of personal information now. Because you got email, you got cell phone numbers, you got passwords, and all of these things. And I'm talking about in the dating stage. How much personal information should the guy you're dating have of yours? Should he ever have your personal email, cell phone, or password? Anna, what says you, Queen? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, for what? I mean, you, this is the thing. We get so close and we think that dating and love is about possession. You don't possess me. I'm an adult. So I'm still going to have the freedom to do whatever I want to do. Um, You're not going to all of a sudden just tell me I can or can't talk to somebody or start looking through my emails. and all. Unless you're going to pay a bill, brother, you don't need to even be in there. I don't know what you might need all them passwords for unless it's the Bank of America. But uh, (laughs) no, I don't think that's necessary. And I don't I wouldn't expect it the other way around either. I was that. Well, I guess I am dating somebody. and He's leaving his cell phone in my house. (laughs) So I looked at it. And I'm like, this man ain't got no passcode on his phone. My friend's like, you should have looked. I'm like, I'm not looking at nobody's nothing. Because you look at mine, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> you know, I want to say this. I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> hey, Anna. And, I, and I'm sure this is not him. You just made me think of something, okay? Let me okay. say, Tom, this is not your king. This, you just made me think of something. I found out <laughs> about, about last year that they have they have false screens, <laughs> like they have false like phone screens. So it's like that. Yep. So it's like you can you you think you in the phone, but you ain't in the phone. It's an app to make it look like you in the phone. Oh, oh no no no! no. So my ex husband was the king of false apps. I'm I'm with it. <laughs> you say what, queen? You say what? My ex husband was the king of fake apps. So I'm all about it. <laughs> They said they can give the woman the passcode, but it ain't the passcode. It's a real passcode. It's the passcode to get in the to get in the the, the, the false screen. I'm like, man, that's that's just too much. What, what that's says too much. You, you got to do all of that. You need to be single. That's too much. <laughs> exactly. What says you, Tyler? Man, look, leave your phone around me. I'm looking through it. I'm go. I'm I'm checking. <laughs> yeah, I ain't I ain't to sit here and lie. You know, it, it, and you know what? I might be a little different now, but uh, you know, in in, in antiquity. You leave it there, I'm I'm going through it. That's well, just would, I mean would you give a guy your password, email, and all that stuff? No, nah, we ain't got we ain't gotta do all that. Not nah. not date, not date, nah. <laughs> nah. No, but you know what the thing is, I don't have a problem with loyalty or being faithful. As long as you know what I'm saying. So I, it's not it's not that it's anything that I would have to hide. And if we are in this is my thing, I don't necessarily have to give you my passcodes and things like that because as as both of you guys know, I'm a mental health professional. So a lot of things that I may have in my phone may be of a confidential nature. And I'm I'm being honest. However, 
if I'm in an exclusive relationship with you, I should feel comfortable leaving my phone. If I'm in the shower, baby, can you grab that for me? Can you answer that for me? Or, hey, that's my mama calling. Can you can you grab the phone and let her know I'm going to give her a call back? Or whatever the case may be. I should be comfortable, as should you. You know what I mean? And with, the, with and I'm going to be real honest. With all of these apps and stuff, I've been somewhere before where I'm, I'm sitting here thinking somebody is on a calculator and, and, and adding up something. And they hit the calculator and all kind of pictures come up. I, you know, with all those kind of, you know, decoys and things like that, I'm not necessarily, I, I don't believe nothing until I see it. You know what I mean? And even then I'm going to question it. So no, you don't need my email passcode because th those are sensitive information and things like that work, that are work related. But when it comes to my personal phone and, and things like that, I feel like you should, I, I should be able to take a call in front of you. I should be able to leave my phone out in your presence and I should be able to have you. This is the thing. I should be able to, I shouldn't be willing to drive a hundred miles back home to come back and get my phone. Cause I'm scared that you might be able to access something. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think a lot of times that's how people are living that they can't have any of their things around because they don't know what, 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 what somebody is subject to find out about them. So no, we don't need to do that, but there does need to be a level of trust. And if, if I'm not allowing you to go through it or I'm not giving you those things, it's not because I'm hiding anything. It's because we ought to have a, a degree of trust amongst each other where that's not warranted. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with, with you, Queens. I, I tell you what, this is what Sheila said. She said, God gave me the code to his phone one long night while I was married. From there, we got What you need to know will pop up. You don't have to search for nothing. God always give you what you need to know. You what isn't, that, isn't that the truth? Isn't that the don't truth? Ask for, do not ask for a sign that you are not prepared to, to deal with. <laughs> you will get it. And I'm telling you, do not go looking through them phones if you're not prepared to get your heart broke. Because I'm telling you, it yeah. it, 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 it it will happen. You know, and, and or you're gonna look I, through his phone, you're gonna hurt your own feelings, then you're gonna say you got a soul tie and you're gonna say, Why are you wasting everybody's time now? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a soul tie. I, I just wanna say this. I just wanna say this as a resident married man. My wife has everything. She has she she has her thumbprints in my phone. She didn't ask for any of this. She what? would never she would never ask for that. She Go on, me. first lady. I know that's right. Go on, she, Sister Kim. You no, know, she's so she's. I mean, and I'm talking about authentic confidence. She is one of the most confident people in herself that I've ever met. Just so secure. She, I did that because you know I'm like, look, I don't want no problems. Put your thumb, both of your left and your right thumb. If your left get cut, I'll put your right on there. You know, in my phone, <laughs> she got my password. She has. I got a. I got a. I have a, a app in my phone just for all my passwords because I got like thirty of them now. Because you know, email and all that stuff. But I just think married people. You know, I just think there's accountability measures that hey, if we're one, we're one. I ain't got no problem with it. And if you don't have nothing to hide, you don't have nothing to hide. And I was talking, and I did separate between married and dating, but I do agree yes. on the dating. We're not married. You don't need mm -hmm. all that. <laughs> but you know what, Pastor Monty, we, we would be remiss if we didn't say this. When you talk about Sister uh, Sister Kim's level of confidence and, and how, you know, how assured she is in a relationship, you are responsible for that. Absolutely. You have created an environment where Absolutely. she feels okay. Now, when Absolutely. you have, when you're dealing with somebody that makes you question everything that they do or everything is suspect or, you know what I mean, then it's a whole different feel. But her level of confidence, not to say that it wasn't existent before, but there are things that you've done to, to solidify that. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, and you and you of all people can talk about this because you're just probably my best female friend in the world, right? Probably, and, and, probably. And, and, Let's go back. Did you say probably? <laughs> <laughs> get, it, get it together, PM. Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna give our seven call. I thought I was. No, I told. No, I told. Uh, I told. You know, Sonia. Sonia Fields. You know, we've been friends for thirty years, so that's why you know. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Okay, so we uh, but 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 she but even when she's talking to you or Sonia, you know, she knows who my female friends are, mm -hmm. and, and and what you said, and have built that security for her. I mean, and, and not only I have, but you guys have. I mean, there's mm -hmm. never. I mean, you can put the phone and call Kim like you call me, you Absolutely. know, and she knows. And so, like you said, I think I have really done a great job of fostering that to let her know that before we met, you were in my life, you know. And, and this wasn't me. This wasn't me being weak, brother, afraid to ask you to date. And I never dated. You know, we we never saw each other like that. We were just friends. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, brothers be like, you know, you know. I know it's a whole nother subject, but brothers, some brothers be so weak instead of asking a woman what they date, they keep them as friends because they're too scared. You know, and all that mm -hmm. kid stuff. It, it was never that with neither one of my, never that with neither one of my lady friends, female friends. And so 
Kim came along and she just understood that, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it just, you know, and, and you guys, not only did I foster it, but you guys foster it as well. Mm-hmm. Always making sure you checking on her and how she's doing and letting her know that, that, that we all are friends. So that's, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. I don't even know how we got in that, but maybe that's a lesson for somebody else. It is. Absolutely. I always say if she can't be your wife's friend, then she can't be your friend. Now, keep in mind, I know we got to move on to the next thing, but you know, it's a double standard because a man that's friends with either me or Sonya, one of your female friends, what you talking to your pastor for? (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm telling you what I know to be true. And and they they aren't as as inclined to believe that, you know, they all, you know, it's like, but that's another show. Right. Now, that's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. Because even when she told me, she said, I got a partner that's a male. I'm like, when y'all pray, (laughs) I'm coming. (laughs) I'm your prayer partner. I'm. <laughs> so you, you can't all pray. You can't all pray me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go to number five. This is so good. All right, guys. It's eight twenty-one. I want everyone to share this video. We we got a few more to go through. Share this video. These are hot topics that I want to talk with these two queens here on Relationship Monday. As you see, we're probably not going to take any calls. Nobody's calling anyway, so I don't feel guilty about not taking calls. Number five. I want to go personal now. We've been laughing and joking and everything. <clears throat> Tyler, what concerns you the most about relationships? You're, you're single, both of you, not married. What concerns you the most about relationships and why? Um, I, as both of you guys know, I'm I'm extremely ambitious. You know what I mean? It's it's I work a lot. You know, um, I, I'm working really hard. Or I've worked really hard to to cultivate my practice and my craft and things like that. My biggest concern is is finding and being with someone who understands that. Even with all of that that I give to my professional life, to my my children, to my family, that does not detract or negate what and who I can be to them. You know what I mean? So I have to find somebody who's supportive and understanding that I'm going to make things happen whether I'm single or married. You know what I mean? That's just how I'm wired. But I also need them to understand that no matter, um, you know, people find it hard to believe me. I think me and my family. Okay, Tyler, you're going to log out and log back on. We had a little snafu with your online. Anna, go ahead, jump in. What concerns you the most? My biggest concern is wasted time. I don't care about money. I don't care about investing stuff with people and hanging out and all of that stuff. What I absolutely can never get back is my time. So that is something that irks my spirit. (laughs) If I feel like I'm wasting my time. If I feel like you're wasting my time or you're not being genuine with your intentions for me and for or for my time, then that, that irritates my soul. And so really, that's the issue that I need to work on because you can't prevent anybody from wasting time. But yeah. that's it. That's an yeah. issue for me. That's good. That's good. You know, uh, I, I want to get we want can't wait to get Tyler back on here. Uh, and sometimes we have these issues. We're used to it now <laughs> with uh with be live and kick off and all that depending on internet connection. But uh, I wanted to know that because, you know, I know that as people are being single and you guys, especially both having been divorced and, and getting back into the dating game and, 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 and preferably falling in love and all that again, I just wanted to know what was that, 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 that chief concern that you had. You know? I think that also it is directly related to being divorced because I feel like I'm kind of a step behind all of the, Everybody else is, you know, kind of booed up already because I was booed up and now I'm not booed up. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I feel like, you know, time is a wasting in a lot of ways. And it's not a logical fear because I have children. I don't have a biological clock issue ticking in my head. Right. I have a career. I have all the things that I need to have. It's just still maybe a societal pressure of like, I'm wasting time. I'm going to be 40 and a few years and you know what does that mean what does that look like for dating and everybody wants to be with you know the next hot youngest 20 year old (laughs) you know so it's always some kind of clock in my head about what I should be doing probably some of that is just wrapped up in the fact that I have been married before yeah yeah makes sense it makes total sense you know I want to I want to this is what Victoria Stoner says she says I still agree time is so precious we're building legacies and we don't have time to waste that oh Victoria, yes. <laughs> and Victoria Stoner, she's a regular here on Relationship Monday as well. 
Uh, that's and, and Ebony said the same thing time, time, time. Somebody tell Tyler to get on back on here. Get on back on here. We got five minutes. Anna, I want to go to a question and preferably Tyler get back on for this okay. question right here. This is a great one. So I we had <clears throat> a, a woman ask this, uh, and I, I saw this on another show, and then someone, I was going to have it on Relationship Monday, and then someone sent it to me. The question was about women changing their looks, physical appearance, uh, from hairstyle, weight loss surgery, some even plastic surgery, some uh, enhancements, enhancements. Would you change your look for 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 your man, and why? No. Let's let's talk about why. <laughs> no, I wouldn't because now I will say that I had a two part answer. So no, I wouldn't change from who I who he was when he met me, and decided that I was what he wanted. I wouldn't change to something completely different. So you can't get me and then decide you want a you know you can't order a coke and then decide you want to make it a sprite. You just should have ordered you a sprite. Um, but if he met me a certain way, I think it is my duty and my responsibility for him for him and for myself to maintain that thing that he liked when he saw me. Before he fell in love with me, he had to see me. And so I don't think it's um, fair to be like, oh, I'm happy. I had this conversation with somebody and she said, you know, this guy was being rude because she gained 150 pounds in her marriage and she thinks that he should love her unconditionally. I said, okay, that's great, but you should have loved yourself unconditionally too. You know, 150 pounds, I ain't never been that happy. I don't never want to be that happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She was like, well, you have to gain weight. I'm like, I don't ever want to be that happy. Yeah. But you have you have a responsibility, I think, to your partner and to yourself to maintain your fly. I think yeah. that's just what you should do for your own your own interest. But part of your whole relationship, your duties as a partner is to provide the eye candy and the soul food that your man wants. Okay, so let me let me let me stop right here because I, I I I could trust you guys with this question. Tyler, I got a whole, I got, you got to jump in on the, on the first part of the question, but I want to bring this up because Anna said something that you were advertising a certain thing to your man when you met him. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of paraphrasing. That's how mm-hmm. my mind calculated. You advertised Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Then once he got into the relationship, you gave him vests. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's how my mind thinks like that. Okay. I'm a, anyway, and I, and, I, and I say this humbly, and I want to say as humbly as I can, because I know I'm with two strong women who were not going to mind putting me in my place. So I say this humbly, okay? I talk to a lot of brothers, Anna. Oh, God. I, well, I just got to say it. Go on and say it. I talk to a lot of brothers. A lot. I mean, a lot of them will not come on here and say this. So I'm asking y'all, because I can trust y'all with this, and you can trust my heart with it. When the natural hair movement happened, a lot of brothers was like, okay, so when I met her, I, you know, she wore her hair this way. It flowed that way. And then she, she cut it off and it's, it's, it's crinkly, it's matted and, 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 and pastor or Monty, cause some of my ones are pastor. I'm really frustrated because that's not, that's not what she advertised. That's not when I met her, she was this way. And now she's saying, I'm woman, hear me roar. I don't need your permission to change my hair and all of that. I know this is not the same question, Tyler. We're going to get to the first question, but Anna, what do you say to that? You know, that's a really interesting because I have natural hair. When I started cutting, when I cut my hair off and I started my locks, this boy that I was dating at the time, I was in college, and he, he walked up and he was like, what did you do to your hair? <laughs> he just looked at me like I had cut my head off. And I understood at that moment how important hair was to everybody in the relationship, right? Because to me, I cut it off because it was empowering and all this other stuff. But to him, it meant something different. So I had completely changed my whole look, my whole dynamic with cutting my hair off. Now, I didn't care because he, he was just like my little boyfriend or whatever, so it didn't matter at the time. Going forward, in, if I was married, I think I would consider his opinion a lot more because I think yeah. it is important to yeah. maintain an appeal for your mate. Yeah. I think that's yeah. important. Yeah. Tyler, you're going to have, you're going to have, you're going to, I'm going to give you both questions. So, so the, so the top question though was should, should a woman change her looks uh, uh, for the guy? that that she's dating from we're talking about from hairstyle you know if he said hey babe you know uh you know can you get a breast augmentation or you know can you you know you met 
and, and you, you met you met he met you with natural hair. Hey, I like the flowy hair. Should a woman change her looks up for her mate? I'm I'm a, I'm a firm believer that one of the biggest um, uh, relationship killers is becoming too comfortable and complacent in a, in a relationship. And I think it's important. I, I came in when Anna Nicole said, you know, <clears throat> it's important to be eye candy and soul food for your partner. So barring any kind of surgical procedure, if I'm with somebody and let's and let's be honest, if this is a, a an exclusive serious relationship where marriage is is probable. Um, and my husband or, or, or suggests to me, you know, baby, I like when you, you know, I have natural hair. And they say to me, you know, baby, I like when you wear your hair straight. I'm more inclined to wear my hair straight because that's something that's pleasing and appeasing to him. You know, if he likes me to dress a certain way, if the relationship is that important. Now, if he's trying to completely do a complete overhaul and have me completely different from what I, what my comfort zone or what's normal, you know, for me, just a complete that I'm not going to be comfortable in, then we're going to have, we're going to have, have an issue with that. But if he has a preference or certain things that he he likes to see me in that he finds me more appealing in or my hair a certain way then I don't have a problem adjusting accordingly as long as it's a request and not a demand now when it comes to some surgical stuff and me going under the knife if, if what you met me with is not sufficient then maybe I'm not the person for you but I also say this um, you said earlier, you know, a man will meet, you know, meet you with the Coke bottle and then you, and then next thing you know, you, you ain't a vest, you're a two liter. You know what I'm saying? No, so, I don't want to talk about that. But. No, no, but I mean, it's the truth. So I still feel like you have an obligation as does he to do the things that you need to do to stay physically appealing to your partner. And that old, well, he better like me the way he was. That's par for the course for them to say, you know what, I've given, you know what I'm saying? That's not appealing to me anymore. You know, some things you just got, I mean, you just got to pick and choose your battles, but something simple like a hairstyle, if that's something, as long as it's a request and not a demand, as long as you're not giving me an ultimatum and it's genuinely because you find that more appealing, I, I don't have an issue with doing that. Dressing a certain way, doing my hair a certain way, you know, certain, you know, not wearing too much makeup. I, I don't have an issue with that. And, but I ain't going I, under the knife because you want bigger boobs. No, I ain't doing that. Yeah, and I and I love I love with the strength that you said that that's that's ludicrous to me. I don't mm. I don't even understand. And then then end up having commit adultery with a woman with a flat chest. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, he ran out here and got some thirty eight double Ds, and he <laughs> running around with with, with uh, the girl that's wearing the the the, the, the tank top. Right. And you, don't you, need no support. All right, man, gone. Exactly. I totally agree with you. And I just want to say this from the. Coke, Coke, and Anna, you can jump at any time. I just want to say this for the Coke bottle to the two liter. That goes for men too. Yes, that goes for men absolutely. too. Absolutely, get your uh, butt in absolutely. the gym. Absolutely, let us not the think that is gender specific. <laughs> exactly. Men can get out of ass to just be Apply well. Apply as needed. It's an exactly. equal opportunity comment. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, you had a six pack and I was a kid, no boo. Exactly, <laughs> get in the gym. That you know, because we again, I know the man. You know, we it's ladies' night, but I know the men. You know, we 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 kind of put that in eight that 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 latent pressure on women to kind of stay a certain size and we just let it all hang out no get in the gym mm-hmm. i mean i get up 4 30 in the morning started up being in the gym by six it's hard but i want i want to look good for my baby and again she'll never it. complain about it i don't think but i don't even want her thinking it <laughs> you no know? and she should get the best version of you Amen. and my mate Amen. should get the best version of me that's it that's it. And Sister Kim, stay killing it. Sister Kim is right. always hear me clearly, so first lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, man. She started rubbing my arms the other day, talking about you know, even though you haven't worked out in a while, I and no, you haven't lifted because I work out. You know, you haven't lifted in a while. I still like it. I was in the gym lifting so hard today. I'm sore right now. <laughs> but what she did there was the mastery of suggestion and demanding. She right. mastered the suggestion to you. Right, so she massaged that thing. Like, let me tell you, boo. <laughs> right, right. Because I work out every day, but I have been running for like two months. She's like, well, you know, even when you're not lifting, it still feel good. I'm like, okay, yes. I need to keep trying to say. Yes, and then it's all about presentation. <laughs> even with women, it's all about presentation. You know, say to me, baby, you know what I love when you have your hair. You know, I love running run my fingers to your hair when it's straight. I love it like that. Don't be, you know, don't come at me like. Man, when you gonna get something done in your head? I, I don't like it. No, it's about presentation. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, we're over. We're over on time. I want to go to the last question because, again, what the audience don't know, I know you guys love for us to go over, but these queens have been with me since seven o'clock. We start the show at seven thirty, and they have they have lives. They are successful, and they're mothers as well. So I, I want to make sure that uh, I get them off. I'm going to take one get one more question for them, and then we're going to fade on off of here. 
I, the last question that I have, because I, I didn't want to leave without asking you this. Uh, and there's a lot. I mean, we could have asked about I want I want to get y'all opinion on prenups because we had a show about that. I want to get y'all opinion on why won't women date men with children? And, and because there's some women with children, but they won't date men with children. But that's not the last question I'm going to end up with. Uh, the last question I want to ask tonight is very simple. And Tyler, I'm going to go to you and then to Anna. Why are so many women single? Mm. Mm. That's a good question. Um, because we are, in my opinion, we are are living in a time that everything is statistics driven, where you look at these dismal statistics and they try to tell you that, you know, it's so many men per women. So basically, you better take what you can get. So, I, you know, uh, uh, things get forfeited, you know, in terms of uh standards and all of that and we you know everything now nowadays everything is fair game so if you are a woman with some kind of morals or scruples you know what i mean or some kind of moral compass and you have some expectations you look at now as you know you want too much because there are so many women out here who who will settle for just anything who don't who will compromise their standards who are so pressed to just have somebody that they'll forego you know what they know is acceptable or okay just to have somebody so if you when you when you have men who have a buffet or buffet of all these different women who are willing to cater to them the women who are saying you know what well i've got you know i've got my career i've got you know i've got children i've got you know my spiritual life I've got all these other things. I, I want you to be a part of my life, but you know, I want to do things decent and in order. You, 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 you kind of like the odd man out. Yeah, that's good. Come on, Anna, take us on home. Oh, I agree. I think that there are so many single women because we don't value relationships in our community anymore, particularly with Ooh. black in the black. Slow community. down, slow down. We don't value so relationships and family structures anymore. Mm. So therefore, mm. everybody is just single. We are in an era where everybody wants we want a bond, not a title, whatever that stupid stuff means. <laughs> oh, you don't want commitments or relationships. You just want to be whatever you want to be. We can't even just be heterosexuals no more. We got to be pansexuals and all mm. kind of crazy stuff. Nobody wants a label or to be boxed into anything that makes you accountable for what you said wow. you were going to do. And we live yeah. in a world right now where there is no accountability and nobody wants to be accountable for anything. Mm -hmm. So we'll always be in this dismal situation where we're looking mm -hmm. at statistics and we're talking about soul ties that don't exist and we're talking mm -hmm. about you know, I'm going to take half a man or some of a man instead yep. of having no man at all and all of that is because we lack accountability and we lack respect for the foundation of our community, which is families. Mm. And the roles have become the roles and the expectations associated with those roles have become so skewed and distorted that you have women who who, who pride themselves on being players and, you know, bet, you know, how many bodies and how many people they can bet. That's become acceptable and, 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 and revered now. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Because it's easier. I think that's a good a good point. But it's easier for you to adapt to the boiling water than it is to hop out because you don't know what's on the other side of that that pot mm -hmm. when you hop out. So you're just going to adjust. So now we got women acting like men and men acting like women and everybody is confused and can't figure out how to build nothing but chaos. Wow. This has been a powerful show. I love how the, the note that we ended it on. Sisters, again, thank you guys. I know what it takes to get ready for a Monday to be on this show with the, with the busy life, successful life that you sisters have. But I, I don't want to do the show by myself. And I know we have a community of intelligent, wonderful folks throughout our country. And both of these queens are local. That's fun. So it's, it's 839 on all of our time here. I want you guys to turn in next week. Tune in next week because on Relationship Monday, we're going to have a man on here from my show next week called Chronicles of an Ex-Player. It's just going to be me and him chronicling a life of an ex-player to give you symptoms and, and signs to watch out for for a player so you won't get played. We're going to take your phone calls. We're going to do all of that. But I want to bow and say thank you to these wonderful queens tonight for just playing with us tonight here on Relationship Monday. I had Ladies Night playing throughout the song, throughout the show tonight because that's what it was. You did a marvelous job. I just want to let everybody know, finally, please go out and get my book, Available now, taking my life back, thriving after the trauma of childhood sexual abuse. It is nationwide. I'm traveling all over the world talking about it. Remember, I exist to help you be the best version of yourself. You're not living on purpose. You're not living at all. Thank you for watching Relationship Monday. Good night, Mama. Welcome back. I haven't seen you since you've been back from out of town. I love you. Sleep tight. Bye-bye, everybody. Good night, everybody.